Big Finish, we love stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 1st of December 2021. Abby. What's that? My name is Abby. Well, nice to know you, Abby. And thank you. Benji. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, yes. and welcome to the Better Late Than Never Big Finish podcast. <laughs> uh, we're back, but just not on the right day. Yes. Uh, it was due out on the 28th of November, last nope. Sunday, but unfortunately, Nick caught COVID-19 <sighs> and was out of action. Blimey, how are you yeah, feeling, Nick? Well, you right? I refuse to discuss it right now, but now we're back for a quick podcast catch-up with you before another brand new podcast this Sunday, the 5th. Of December, and we'll be starting off with our good review guide, looking at Dalek Universe One, starring David Tennant and a whole universe of Daleks. Why is it always the end of the world at midnight? Oh, uh, then we'll be straight in with listeners' emails. Just write to podcast at bigfinish.com to join in. <laughs> Following that, we'll be behind the scenes with our latest Anderson Entertainment Thunderbirds release, Peril in Peru. Hello there, this is John Coleshaw, and in this story I am playing Jeff Tracy. And also Parker, my lady, or whoever's listening at this moment. The Randomoid Selectatron will be back with us this coming Sunday, so we round off this podlet with a drama tease of the first 15 minutes of Survivor's New Dawn 1, tethered by Andrew Smith. Absolutely free. Biofuel, I assume? I can't remember the last time I was in anything petrol-driven. The stuff's like gold dust. Can't say fairer than that, sir. Now, you asked me how I was. Yes. I'm putting on a brave face. Here it is. Very brave. Uh, Very brave. Very brave. As we record this, this is my first day out of isolation. And I have to tell you that COVID-19 for me was absolutely terrible. I had an awful, awful time. And I caught it because I didn't wear a mask enough in a work situation. And I'm so cross with myself. Um, a lot of people got it round about the same time where we were working and I just wanted to say to people um, of course a mask won't stop you won't it won't eliminate the possibility of getting COVID-19 but it really does reduce the possibility and I even though I have some immunity now for 90 days because I've had the virus uh, I shan't be taking any risks anymore and I you know the the, temp- the the problem isn't it Benji that you wear a mask and there are other people around not wearing masks and you feel a bit stupid for wearing one don't you yeah you can feel it's it's a tough one because you know if you enter in a room full of people or somewhere and nobody's wearing a mask you almost don't want to be that person like that mm. person that's wearing a mask for fear that people will look at you and be like oh you know he's a he's a bit of an idiot why is he wearing a mask but equally now you know, you, it's important that you don't take these risks and think it'll be fine because nearly everybody I know that's caught COVID has caught it from saying, I'll be fine. Not, you know, I won't wear a mask yeah. to this. I won't wear a mask on the train and and stuff like that. You know, I just, I've, you know, as I'm sure you'll say, I just sort of feel like it's better better to feel like a bit of a burke if, if, if you do and wear a mask than not, quite frankly. Well, I agree. Um, I just, I just won't risk it again. You know, Benji and I were chatting before we recorded the podcast, and I said I, I felt more ill than I ever remember feeling. And I've been quite ill in my life. I've had all sorts of nasty things happen to me, and this was just indescribably awful. I was very lucky it didn't develop into a respiratory illness, which is, of course, the thing that can make it really fatal. Um, but uh, it, it was just awful. And the wonderful thing is, of course, I'm double vaccinated, and that helped me to I mean there was a point at day seven where I just thought ah, how am I ever going to be better this is how can yeah. in three days time you know this be but yeah suddenly miraculously um <clears throat> excuse me uh, day eight suddenly some normality started to return and it very quickly disappeared so I'm very you know very grateful f- for that but yeah I don't care how stupid I look now and how many uh, people who think that it's a statement of liberty not to wear a mask you know might glare at me or think that I'm wrong but really I'm just not taking the risk of of this ever happening again because it was I mean horrific it was it's a horrific virus um so please just 
be careful put a mask on it won't hurt you know <laughs> uh, and, and okay your glasses might steam up that's a lot of the time why I didn't put a mask on. I thought, oh, my glasses are steaming up. While I was lying in that bed ill, I would have given anything just to have steamed up glasses <laughs> and not COVID-19, I'm telling you. So there we are. Um, it seems weird that saying that, that's actually a political statement. I don't mean it to be. It's just a statement of practicality, but it's a testament to the weird world we live in now that just by expressing an opinion like that, I know some of you listening will be very, very cross with me and disagree with me in so many ways. And I don't mean to offend you. I don't mean to say something controversial. It just seems like practical common sense. There is a virus. It is airborne and you can mitigate against it infecting you and others by having a barrier over those holes in your face that you breathe through for goodness <laughs> sake put it put it on yeah i think best bit of advice really if if you don't want to wear a mask go on a website and find a fun mask that you do want to wear because at least <laughs> then you can wear it but like, oh, i'm wearing a fun mask it's all good uh, but yeah no solid advice nick and it's good to have you back uh, feeling you. feeling a lot better are you feeling thing. me? Uh, well, yes, you've got lovely knees. Uh, time <laughs> now you, for you. our good review guide, finding the latest <laughs> positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And this week, as promised, it's Dalek Universe 1, Arsenal 0. Anya! Anya! From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The 10th Doctor Adventures, Dalek Universe 1. Time travel. Good idea or not? It's overrated. Anya! Bit dark though, isn't it? Surely if you're going around opening doors, you'd switch on the lights. Maybe those systems were damaged in the crash? Very probably. Mark? Wait, Mark? Mark, I know. Mark 7? Why send me there? Why do you two? I believe I may have the answer to that conundrum. I think you may have been sent to me because I was investigating George Sheldrake. And he's launching the time tunnels from there at midnight. Midnight? Why is it always the end of the world at midnight? You can trust me. In fact, that's your only option. I'm the foremost temporal scientist of this era. Don't thank me yet. I think we're coming down in the clearance zone. Among all those mechanoids, brace yourselves! Ah, oh, too late, they've opened fire! Ah! Oh. It's landing in the next street! Then let's get over there! You too, mechanoid! Come on! Vizians. There's one in here. Whatever potential chronoclasm this is, it's likely to have been triggered by the activation of the time tunnels. Big finish. We love stories. You're the only one that can help. Without you, it's the end of everything. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Dalek Universe into the search pane at the top to get on board with this Dalek fest. First up, the DoctorWhoCompanion.com. What a what a good URL that is. Fair play to whoever grabbed yeah. that one. Andrew Shea uh, says overall, Dalek Universe One is the perfect recommendation for hardcore Doctor Who fans and more casual listeners alike. Oh. If you're keen to try out a tenth Doctor audio, start with this. Well, that's nice. I'd advice, certainly will. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, well, why not? Yes, I, I am. Yes. yes. I, I want I want to start a campaign now for um, reviews not to contain the word overall. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. It just makes yeah. me laugh. Overall, I just all I can see is like an overall on a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Troughton just wearing a pair of sort of blue overalls, painting a wall or something. Like an auton. Oh you know, no, I've done it the wrong colour. Yeah, like an auton. Yes, yes. Wow. With a scarf. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's just a weird post-COVID thing on my brain. Uh, LiverpoolSoundAndVision.co.uk uh, Ian D. Hall says, Whilst the Daleks are yet to make their true intentions clear, because this is Dalek Universe 1, and the long-awaited entrance in this terrifying world, the prelude to the discovery is one of expected good humour. 
a performance masking pain and the welcome return of the role of arguably one of the finest actors to inhabit the role and indeed the Hooniverse, 9 out of 10. I think that Ian D. Hall is referring to David D. Tennant. It's, there's no D in Tennant, I made that up. Uh, blogtohoo.com Julia Tybert's uh, Dalek Universe 1 says here is uh, is that all part of Julia's name I wonder I'm Julia <laughs> Tybert involved, Dalek Universe it? 1 um, <laughs> she's had her name changed by Deep Bolt <laughs> just Dalek that big Universe of a fan. does she say overall anywhere uh, we'll find out I don't think so oh, overall, okay. overall I think this has avoided that it says uh, Dalek Universe 1 is an incredibly in- exciting start to, uh, to a series my anticipation for the future instalments has gone through the roof you should get that repaired uh, excellent direction from <laughs> Ken Bentley um, <laughs> that was an unexpected laugh there <laughs> that was um, very I've missed you Benji <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here my friend uh, likewise uh, immersive sound design from Howard Carter and standout before performances and chemistry amongst the cast. The focus on team and interpersonal relationships during such an action-packed and quick-moving story was balanced perfectly overall. I like the fact that there's chemistry amongst the cast. I imagine them all recording and they're the test tubes <laughs> and things. Well, there's chemistry amongst the cast. Uh, IndieMacUser.co.uk Jacob Licklider says overall <laughs> Overall, straight in, straight in. What what colour overall? That's why I want to know. Dalek Universe 1, while picking up some of the threads from the Dalek Protocol, really tells a character-focused story all about the grief one feels in the wake of tragedy. It's perhaps the best thing Big Finish Productions have released thus far with the Tenth Doctor, giving David Tennant a classic and the supporting cast all give us some brilliant characters. Anya Kingdom's return is spectacular and there is a looming threat of the Doctor's actions way back in his first incarnation, coming back to haunt him going forward. (laughs) That was the looming threat, it's an owl. Uh, 9.66 out of 10. Yeah. Wow, there we go. Thank you, Jacob. Practically in binary. Um, (laughs) Warpfactor.com Matthew Kressel says, From mixing classic and modern Who to epic cliffhangers, spot-on casting and creating worlds out of sound. Uh, So I guess that's what we do. Dalek Universe 1 is nothing short of a triumph. Um, Whether you're a fan of classic or modern Who or never picked up a big Finnish story before, this set has something to make a must listen oh. uh, uh, with a second set to follow in July and the final release in October Dalek Universe is shaping up to be the highlight of 2021 for Big Finish and sooner you hear it the better bigbluebox.co.uk Jordan Shortman says if you were concerned about the overuse of Daleks in Big Finish you needn't worry here with the exception of a cameo appearance, the writers instead focus on the main characters and do some extensive world building. <laughs> Mr. Nail there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, thank Just you. Bit up a bit. There we up. go. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, that went straight to my Too finger. much, mate. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but the threat of the Daleks feels just on the horizon. They're coming on. Uh, this is a great way to kick off the series, and I can't wait to hear more. That's what we like, Jordan. Patrick or Roger? <laughs> we are cult.rocks. Kevin Bernard says, Dalek Universe is a niche joy, but a def- uh, definite joy all the same. And if you're a sucker for gratuitous Doctor Who fan service done well, <laughs> this is going to put a massive, massive smile on your face. That's interesting, is it? We are cult.rocks, slightly more general audience, and they immediately talk about it being niche and fan service. It's quite... Uh, you're such grown-ups, aren't you? We are cult. Well done. Uh, in the world of Twitterama, uh, at Telos32, uh, as if one weren't enough, uh, Dalek Universe 1 by Mr. John Dorney and Andrew Smith... Uh, Stranded without his TARDIS in a pre-Time War universe, the Doctor sets out on a quest with the help of Anya Kingdom and Mark Seven. You're telling me the plot at Telos 32. Very good. Sets the bar high for the next set. We'd love to hear it. Gatecrasher's pod 
uh, says uh, Ethan's fun size review Doctor Ooh. Who Dalek Universe 1 wow this was just incredible a whole new series of adventures starring David Tennant's Doctor lucky ass a uh, love letter to everything Terry Nation brought to the show Daleks included one of my favourite Who's ever there you go nice uh, Met Moire says what is that how Maybe noir. Oh, Looks like, well, I mean, if you were to say, if you were to say, if it was noir, you'd say noir. noir so I would go noir. Noir. It's like a kiss. <laughs> noir. Noir. Oh, thank you, darling. Perhaps that's what it is. Uh, it's a big kiss on Twitter. Uh, overall, oh. hey. Overall, the overall, overall thoughts. I'm often thinking about overalls these days. <laughs> He's having one of his overall thoughts again. Oh, buttons, nice buttons, nice shiny buttons. Slap it. Sorry, 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 I don't know what came over me. Overall thoughts on Dalek Universe 1. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Uh, great start to the saga, exclamation mark. The Doctor, Anya and Mark hit the ground running. Oh! Uh, the world's <laughs> world building is excellent and the characters within them are great, exclamation mark. The villains are another strong point. I particularly love the newcomer, Bay. <laughs> that just says that overall there's two overalls in this review magic we've won we've got o- a winner overall eight out of ten well well we can top eight, eight out of ten with um, okay. with future contact underscore dalek universe one overview w it overview says not overall overview overview brilliant, you brilliant see, variation so yeah yeah there we go oh it really is so so brilliant it sounds like the stars for musical doesn't it, it? Oh, oh it really is so so brilliant it's essentially terry nation's ready player one and frankly i adore that there we go that's all you're getting from me uh, i love anya <laughs> and mark so much the sheer balls of calling this dalek universe and the daleks aren't even in this one i can't wait for more nine out of ten wow it's yes, we went for crinoids instead it was much more fun <laughs> i think there is a, at least you know they do turn up um sheer balls uh <laughs> <laughs> shibbles <laughs> at j arkham reviews there's so much to love in all of these stories they take the tenth doctor and showcase his authentic traits his pain his Ooh. loss <laughs> his, <laughs> his genius ah <laughs> accompanied perfectly by an excellent modern revival of some classic characters eight out of ten bang like it like it. eight out of ten always sounds particularly good doesn't it eight Does. out of ten you know, yeah. nine out of ten makes you feel sad because it's not quite ten out of ten yeah. seven out of ten is like uh, six yeah. you're laughing five get out that's <laughs> it for the reviews this week next week we'll be talking about time lord victorious echoes, echoes of extinction starring david tennant and paul mcgann gan gan Sorry, <laughs> just throwing you off now deliberately. Coming up right now, it's time for listeners' emails. That's right, and you don't need to wear special overalls in order to send us an email. In oh. fact, you don't need to wear any at all, although I what? would advise wearing clothes. You might get a bit chilly. Yeah, um, otherwise it would take sheer balls. Yeah, well, quite. Yeah, well, quite. Uh, if you want to send it, just send it to podcast at bigfinish.com, whip it over to us, and we will read it out. Um, first up, I particularly love this one just for um, the fact that the email address says uh, at southeasternrailway.co.uk. I love that. Work email. Come on, Jason. What are you doing? You should be at work. Uh, hi there, chaps. I think Big Finish's Harry Sullivan by Christopher Naylor is absolutely amazing. Please tell me you have plans for a Harry Sullivan box set or series. All the best. Keep up the good work. Jason. He is brilliant, isn't he, Christopher Naylor? He is Lovely brilliant. man as well. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that, Jason, um, but uh, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Why don't you mm. call it Harry Sullivan is not an imbecile? And that would, be, <laughs> that would be it. And, you know, that's all you need on a box set. I'd buy it straight away. You've got one sale. Interestingly, in the book of Revenge of the Cybermen, it says Harry Sullivan is an idiot. Oh. Can you believe that Terence Dix did that? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, not only is it wrong... Um, it's also very cruel, very nasty. <laughs> Too far. 
well, I don't know. I think imbecile's worse worse than idiot in in the insults. Could so. have been the blithering idiot. Now that's a step too far. Harry Sullivan is a blithering idiot. <laughs> um, okay, well, you write in and tell us your preferred insult for Harry Sullivan. <laughs> My favourite Harry Sullivan line, by the way, is in. Um, Oh, what's that? My, my wife is approaching the uh, the shed very slowly. <laughs> With a gun. Yes. What's? And she's now going away again. What do you want to do? Um, well, there we are. That's that's the state of my marriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's th- she thought, oh, he's podcasting. I'm not going to interrupt him. Um, when it's in Ark in Space, when uh, Harry says, I never trusted sliding doors ever since i caught my nose in one in pompey barracks oh, i remember this yes <laughs> <laughs> i just love the idea of harry sullivan actually catching his nose in some sliding Ooh. doors which must have been extremely painful that'd be incredibly painful how do you get it out is what i want to know well yeah i think we have to do we'll have to do a story where there's an actual flashback to that and we hear the sliding doors and him going ah he's in hospital for like four weeks because he's got his nose crushed by sliding doors you have this one that wonderful moment where just he's about to scream then it cuts away to to birds flying off and the the distant Brilliant. Never happens in Star Trek, does it? You know, Captain Kirk comes on the bridge and he doesn't go, oh, get his nose caught <laughs> accidentally. Or, or he never trips down those stairs as he approaches his chair, you know? No. no. You, know, you feel like that's an obvious thing to happen, a little slip. Well, you get you get taught that skill at drama school, you know. That was one of my favourite lessons where... Don't fall taught, over. Well, you're taught how to walk downstairs without looking at the stairs, where you just feel the back of the stair with your heels so you know that your foot is short you know what I mean so there's yeah. nothing worse than seeing someone on stage walking down steps and constantly looking down especially if it's a strong entrance you know we also had <laughs> this is so interesting isn't it we, we also had lessons on how to um, open and shut doors without having to look at them so you come through the door, you'd open the door, and then as you walked in, you'd pass the door behind yourself, and you'd just get your hands behind your back, hold on to the handle, and shut it without turning round and looking at it. So you would just sort of seamlessly, and we would just try this for hours on end, we were made to walk through doors and just sort of... Close them from behind. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And you can see in a lot of um, older films that a lot of older actors can do it brilliantly and whereas these days people always come through the door and then they turn around face the door and close it you know mind you do get a lot of some of those older actors who when they close the door they sort of huddle over the door do you know that sort of action when people go around they sort of huddle to closes and it's a bit like what are you doing yeah i think they're sneaking a cigarette or something (laughs) yeah don't mind yes i will fine (laughs) (laughs) anyway sorry next up this one is from julie and she said, I absolutely, uh, and, and her, her email is called Thoughts. So I feel like it's too personal to read out loud. It's just, we should just. Or if it is, it's it. sort of got a little bit of like reverb on it. You know, like when on telly. when <laughs> oh, Yeah, I'll do it like that. Like okay. when somebody's head. I absolutely loved River Song series. Now I can't do this. This is making me laugh. Uh, it was a great mixture of two different eras and two characters. I continue to enjoy your recastings for the Third Doctor era, especially Sadie Miller as Sarah Jane. Now that we have Sarah back, mightn't we have something where she meets up with River just for a treat? River is my favourite New Who companion, and SJS my favourite classic. So I can only imagine how amazing something with both of them would be. Julie... That was very good. I imagine she's thinking that. I imagine Judy's thinking that on the train, you know, like yeah. on the on the tube or something. Just I love the the, the other thing here where it says um, uh, Sarah Jane uh, meeting up with River for a treat. I'm just imagining them like sitting down, like, oh, should we have a Magnum? Oh, go on. Oh, fine. You got me, River. Let's have a Magnum. Oh yeah, let let's do it. Let's do it. And if anyone else would like us to read out their thoughts. Um, yes <laughs> I would do it it's, n- it's not so much an email as a thought see meanwhile this this one here we've got one here from Nissa McKinnon 
um, Grodness, which is more, yeah. which is less thoughty and more sort of formal letterish, isn't it? Here, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, Nick. There's actually two for each of us, you see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hello, Nick. I hope everyone at Big Finish is well and enjoying themselves in a healthy way. Well, <laughs> I am no, now, well, not yeah. not you. That's for sure. Um, I was listening to last week's episode when you said that there were four blue stars <laughs> and a white one. So that must make six stars that's that's what i always say in the reviews well quite yeah. i mean you know a bit of nonsense this is the only way that you can truly gauge things there you see um but i think it was it's nine they colored them in <laughs> white five times then colored in four blue ones so nine stars oh uh, yeah perfect you see absolutely perfect um message continues at the end of internal email Oh. Um, sounds like the email computer. Do, 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 do. Message continues at end of internal email. Um, <laughs> Thank you, K9. <laughs> Thank you, K9. No complication, no problem. Um, to Benji from... I don't know why I did that. I'm just imagining... No no, no complications. Just wanted to say <laughs> it, really. Uh, to Benji from Nissa. Oh, that was a long email. Um, uh, hello, I decided that you needed an inside... Uh, you needed an email inside an email. Quite right, yeah. How is autumn where you are today? It is snowing here. I think it might stay this time. Okay, have a great day. Please be well. Nissa, not that one. Um, how is autumn for me? Do you know what? I actually had a lovely autumn walk yesterday. It was very Did nice. You? Yeah, yeah, it was lovely. I I was just listening to some good tunes, walking through the, walking through the woodlands. I've got a wood oh. uh, right next to my house. Within yeah. within less than a minute, I'm in the middle of woodland, and it's just it's so oh. chill. It's so good. Um Gonna, you know, it looks very autumnal here. I'm looking at the the brown leaves on the trees. I quite like it. I like the autumn. Um, you know, I, I, funnily enough, everybody goes on about how great spring is. I'm not a big spring fan, actually. Aren't you? Just, just don't, just don't like it because because everything's the sky is always like sort of just grey in spring. Like is a, it? I feel like it is. I feel like it's just like yeah. oh, it's spring. You know, spring. When you get old like me, you just want it to be warm. Frankly, well, quiet, you know. All you want, all you want. Which is why I've got my heater on in here. So I've I'm got fine. a heater in here as well. You know, I'm in and the I attic. Like when the sun's out, it doesn't have to be warm outside. As long as I can, you know, it's bright. It's quite bright here at the moment, although mm, nasty clouds. Uh, this is the big finish weather forecast. This is, so you, you know. this is the should you wear a coat? Yes or no? Um, <laughs> As long as the weather's all right for me to wear a jacket, I'm happy because I love wearing jackets. Carrying on the email here, it says, um, I know you're a jacketman as well. I'm a jacketman. So there are... Hugh Jacketman. So there you are, more stars. I give you a podcast, five white, four blue, three green, two gold, and a purple. So 15 stars and one comet. Um, (laughs) We love the comets, we do. Uh, Thank you both for presenting such fun. I look forward to more stories. Nessa McKinnon. On this, I give that uh, six white stars, seven blue stars, five green stars, uh, ninety gold stars, and half a purple. There we go. And however, I don't know. Asteroids. I don't know. I only got a C in maths, so there we go. Um, That's the end of that one. That's the emails where you can say this knee mail. You can say it. Well, actually, that is the end of the emails for this week. But I have to mention that the legendary (laughs) reviewer Tony Filer. Tony Filer. Is that actually? Yeah, I've even forgotten Bill Filer's name. (laughs) Has he's written in, and he will be featured in the next podcast. Yes, finally, finally. It's an excellent email. I don't want to build it up too much, but I want to build it up. How it's? Yeah, well, I I think it's worth building. Still to come on the podcast, a fifteen-minute drama tease of our latest Survivors release. New Dawn 1. But first, let's go behind the scenes with Thunderbirds. My name's Chris Dale, and I was responsible for adapting Calling Thunderbirds into Peril in Peru. I first discovered Thunderbirds as with almost all the other Jerry Anderson shows that I'm a fan of through the uh, BBC repeats of the 1990s, I think 1991 was when uh, Thunderbirds started on on BBC Two. Six o'clock on Friday nights, nearly 30 years ago now, my goodness. So uh, been a fan of the series for a long time and it was just love at first sight. My name is Wayne Forrester, and I play Virgil and Brains in this episode of Thunderbirds, 
peril in Peru. I'm also the narrator of the story, which uh, poses a slightly different challenge to playing the characters, mainly because um, when I'm narrating it, it's sort of all down to me, really, to give the story pace and try to maintain the energy throughout, which is a bit of a marathon sometimes. <laughs> um, I also need to try to reflect the atmosphere in the scenes, which might be kind of eerie and then suddenly very dramatic with everything happening and um, explosions going off and music playing, so I have to try to reflect that and uh, kind of keep pace with the action as well. Hidden machinery whirred softly, and a section of the wall at his back pivoted, taking him with it. My name is Anna Leong Brophy, and I principally play Tintin. And in this story, I am also playing the army captain, Lima Tower Air Traffic Control, the commander, the hospital superintendent, and the police jailer. So, kind of running the gamut there. <laughs> it is incredible that you should learn of this thing, but undoubtedly it has saved much loss of life. Hello there, this is John Coleshaw, and in this story I am playing Jeff Tracy. And also Parker, my lady. Or whoever's listening at this moment. Some of my favourite Jeff and Parker moments in this story. How concerned they are, the sense of urgency that they both feel. Um, uh, Jeff is very uh, concerned when he learns that Penny is in danger. And we really do hear that very strongly. It's very interesting to hear that side of his emotions. And also, Parker, when... Milady is in danger, it's interesting to explore that part of his emotions where he's quite alarmed about it. Hello, I'm Joe Jameson and I play Gordon and Alan Tracy and I also in this particular recording play uh, Gus, who is Lady Penelope's cousin uh, and also Professor De Sabara. It's so great to be back uh, doing more Thunderbirds um, yeah, the first one that we did was all a bit of a surreal experience, to be honest, because Thunderbirds was such a big part of my childhood. So, um, it's uh, yeah, I'm so happy that we get to come back and, and do another one. Um, this is very different to the first one. It's a very different type of adventure. So, uh, it was yeah, fun to do something something slightly different. Hello. My name is Samuel Clemens and I am the director of this episode of Thunderbirds, Peril in Peru. Returning to uh, the world of Thunderbirds has been absolutely amazing um, because they're quite large stories and uh, they're sort of four hour um, pieces. Uh, they're quite intense to record and, and you get to know everyone pretty well, um, particularly Wayne, who obviously narrates it all. So I spend a lot of time uh, with Wayne and it's just been really nice getting to, uh, you know, be back with the gang, getting to know everyone. Um, and uh, this time is a little bit different because um, we had it was not all completely remote. Um, John Colshaw and Genevieve Gaunt uh, were in the studio together, so they got to sort of interact and work with each other. Hi, my name is Justin. I play uh, Scott Tracy, um, The Hood, John Tracy, and Kirano. Kirano! I have need of you again, Kirano. My half-brother. And this time... I shall not fail. It's been great fun to come back to these characters, uh, to to go on another um, another journey with them uh, through uh, thick and thin. To act opposite Genevieve Gaunt in the studios at the Sound House there was absolutely wonderful. Very very special indeed. Uh, she's so incandescently, dazzlingly brilliant. And it was just so wonderful to behold that uh, inventiveness. And, and also, um, remembering the first time we played um, Parker and Lady Penelope um, together, it was remote recorded over the line, but their chemistry was still so strong and you could tell it so strongly even over the remote recording. So to build on that and to actually be in the studio together and just have that energy, have that back and forth, have that fabulous chemistry of Parker and Lady Penelope was just absolutely glorious and just a dazzling to behold uh, Genevieve at work there. Ah, well done, Parker. 
our guests left perfectly satisfied, I hope. Yes, milady. I supplied them all with blood-stained chips from the block on which the First Lord Crichton lost his bonds. Um, I mean his nut, in the Tower of London. Really, Parker, you are quite incorrigible. Well, who am I? Genevieve Gaunt, and I play Lady Penelope, or should I say Lady Penelope? But you can call me Lady Penelope Crichton Ward. It feels wonderful to be returning for peril in Peru. We go on the hunt for a quipu in South America. Um, it's magic, and um, I love the Thunderbirds, and I love being back playing against the wonderful Jean Colshaw as Parker. What is that envelope on the tea tray, Parker? A cable, my lady. As I was showing out the visitors, the boy delivered it. Indeed. Now who would be sending me a cable? Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. Uh, look, Scott, tremendous subterranean pressure is building up off the Peruvian coast. Dad, this could mean great devastation. Gone? Dear me. Where is the secret base of international rescue? No! If those boys shouldn't come back. Anderson Entertainment presents Thunderbirds, Peril in Peru. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Thunderbirds into the search pane at the top to get straight into the danger zone of this 1960s classic series. Sadly, it's time now for us to leave. We'll be back sooner than you thought possible. Sunday, to be precise. With a truly packed podcast, all back to normal, bursting at the seams with content. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Goodbye. 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 Time now. For the latest in our brand new reinvention of the classic 1970s post-pandemic apocalyptic drama, Survivors. And there's a new dawn. stop shortly. We've done well today. We must be past Catterick by now. Another mile or so and we'll rest. With a bit of luck, we'll reach York tomorrow and I'll see if I can change the horse. Find one that could make the rest of the journey. Oh, hello. We've got company. What do you make of him, Peter? Doesn't look official, at least. Not a ranger, that's something. Afternoon. Afternoon to you. The name's John Bedwell. Is it now? I don't often see anyone out on this road. And when I do, I usually know them. You're not local. Is that a problem? No problem at all. <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounded unfriendly. I wondered if you might be lost. I'm not lost, no. Travelling through. Well, if you keep on this track, it's a long way till the next town. If that's where you're headed. It'll be dark before you get there. We try to avoid towns. And people. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I like me own company, too. The only people we've met in the last few days were some rangers further north. They were annoying, asked lots of unnecessary questions. Yeah, they can be like that, can't they? Our new police, or military, I'm never sure what they're meant to be. I don't know if they're sure either. So, 
Where are you headed? Gloucester. Well, near there. You're a long way from Gloucester. But getting closer every day. Oh. You all right? Oh, sorry. <sighs> Dizzy spell. I've not eaten for a day or so. Not eaten? Oh, we can't have that. You'll come with me. I can give you food and a place to shelter for the night. That's very kind, but I... There are no strings, promise. I'll not take no for an answer. It's not far, and in your general direction. South. I'll tether my horse to the cart, and I'll get up alongside you and drive. If you want, you can get some shut-eye on the way. You really won't take no for an answer, will you? <laughs> nope. In which case... All right, yes. Thank you. I warn you, I'm not used to visitors. My place, it's... Uh, it's not the tidiest. We don't mind. We? Oh, 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 you mean the horse? I saw you talking to her. No. No, um, not the horse. I was talking to my son, Peter. Your son? He's there. Where? Oh. It's a coffin of sorts. The best I could do. I'm so sorry. You're taking him for burial? I'm taking him home. Stupid accident with a horse. He broke his leg and a couple of ribs, which might have been all right, but after a couple of days, he became very ill. Sepsis, I think. I'm sorry. I, I didn't have the medical skills to save him. And no one nearby who could help? Where we lived, it was remote, secluded. My condolences. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say your name was? I didn't. Is that your place up ahead? The big house? What? <laughs> Hardly. Well, that's the governor's residence. Governor? Yeah, the zone governor. Appointed by the NFG? The NFG being... The new federal government. You don't even know that. This remote spot you were in, where was it? The North Pole? Scotland. Oh, that would explain it. They've gone their own way, haven't they? You there long? Almost 15 years. Oh, since the Civil War, then. The Pritchard business. Since then. Well, the breaking news since 15 years ago is that they've divvied the country up into zones. A bit like the old counties. Each zone has a governor. And, more importantly, we've got a government of sorts for England and Wales. A provisional government, they call it, until we have elections. With a provisional Prime Minister and all sitting in Parliament. Well, that sounds organised. And Parliament? I mean, does that mean London's been repopulated? Oh, God, no. It's still a cesspit. They say if disease in London doesn't get you, the scavenger gangs will happily slit your throat for the contents of your pockets. No, no, the Parliament's in Cambridge, for the last three or four years anyway. Cambridge was one of the first cities to be cleaned out. One of the few. Parliament? Government? It's good to know things worked out, that there's some kind of order. Some kind. But it's the zone governors who really run things. The official food chain is NFG government at the top, with Parliament and the reps. Each zone's got a parliamentary representative. Like an MP in the old days. <laughs> yeah, I'm old enough to remember them too. Yeah, like MPs. Reps making decisions, supposedly telling the governors what to do. Only, we never see the reps or anyone from the government. They don't know what our lives are like here, but the governors do. 
They're local. Got history. At least ours does. Dominic Crail. He looks out for us, pretty much. Are you saying he disregards what the reps say? What the government decides? Not all the time. <laughs> oh, here's me shooting my mouth off on my soapbox. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got a thing about a government that's miles away trying to tell me what to do. Luckily, we've got a good governor. Some house he's got himself, this governor. With those walls and the high gate, it looks more like a fortress. Oh, back in the day, it was home to some posh family, lords and ladies of the manor. They didn't make it through the death. Then, some of Meg Pritchard's mob took it over, till we turfed them out. Oh, that was some fighting, that was. You fought in the Civil War? Well, after Pritchard had been sorted up north, Dominic Crail got a bunch of us together to clear her lot out of Yorkshire. Did a grand job of it, too. Now, what about you? Me? Did you fight in the Civil War? I... I wasn't near any of the hotspots, I'm afraid. You was lucky. Abby. What's that? My name is Abby. Well, nice to know you, Abby. And thank you. Oh, would you look at that? Another sign of the changing times. That's the second one I've seen this week. Lovely to see. A real symbol of progress. I hear it's just official folk that gets to use them, though. They wouldn't want to waste the fuel on common folk like you and me, eh? I wonder where that one's going. Cambridge, I shouldn't wonder. Like I said, there for official folk. Come on, Jackie, where are you? Uh, Jackie! Jenny? Welcome back. What a lovely surprise. I wasn't expecting you to meet me, nor anyone for that matter. I thought you might appreciate a lift home. Were you held up at security? The rest of the passengers on your flight came through 15 minutes ago. As it happens, yes. Some jobs worth double and triple checked my travel permit and asked all these questions. Did I travel outside Stockholm? Who did I meet? I told him, Swedish government colleagues like it says on the permit, you stupid man. Uh, let's not talk about it here, shall we? Why not? Jenny, is something wrong? We can discuss it in the car. You've got a car? This is the red carpet treatment. This way. <laughs> you didn't tell me we'd be coming into a town. Now don't worry. This is about as far as we go. My place is up ahead. These houses look deserted. Yeah, most of them are. People still don't trust the towns much. Sounds like you don't either. Not much. Well, Thursk is a small place. It was a market town before. Not as scary as one of the cities. There's a few folks moved back in over the years. Whoa, whoa. Here we are. I'll get the gate. Scrap merchants. Yeah, previous owner. But it suits... Uh, right. Let's get you inside. Come on, come on. That's it. Come on. Uh. Oh, you've got a garden. Uh, a few vegetable patches is all. You have to do a bit of self-sufficiency these days, don't you? As I, they'll settle now. Won't do you no harm. I got them well trained. So I see. Rottweilers, best guard dogs there is. Fierce. Ah, let's get you inside and get you fed. What's up? I said they won't hurt you now. I told them. It's not the dogs. Let me guess. 
You're wondering if this was a good idea after all, letting a strange man take you in. You rather steamrolled me into it. I'm usually suspicious of the kindness of strangers. That's not a bad way to be, Abby. But you're here now, so let's make you some dinner. And uh, the coffin, your boy. I've a refrigerated container for some of the food I grow. I could put him in there if you like. Refrigeration sounds good. I've been using salt to preserve. I've been using salt. I'll do it after dinner. Thank you. Come on in. And you're in luck. I just got some nice rump steak, bartered with one of the local butchers. Oh, I've not had steak in. <laughs> you know, I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I was in anything petrol-driven. The stuff's like gold dust. Biofuel does the job just as well, even if production is still nowhere near the capacity we need. Mm, I'm too much of a troublemaker to be given the use of a car. I suppose you travel in nothing else these days. Now you've been appointed law minister. For which, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And hardly. It's mostly horsepower of the traditional kind for me, like everyone else. However, I can swing an official car from time to time. It also meant we could talk as I drive. Talk about what? Jenny, what's going on? You look worried back there. In fact, you look worried in here. Jackie, they know. No? Know what? It's no accident you were questioned so thoroughly when you landed. They know what you were doing in Sweden. I'm a P-Rep. And I was in Stockholm on an official fact-finding visit. Being a parliamentary representative doesn't excuse what you did. I was there to learn how the Swedish interim government is rebuilding the country's infrastructure, just like it says on my permit to travel. You went to Malmo! Uh, I thought I was careful. Someone reported you to the Swedish authorities uh, and they passed it on to my department. Yours? I didn't find out until after the information was sent to the airport, but otherwise I'm doing what I can to keep it tight. All I did was speak to some people. You visited British refugees. Oh, they really are well informed. And that's dangerous. If you're not more careful, you could get into serious trouble. Refugees? Leaving the country without authority or helping anyone to leave is a high crime.